Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbett and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. Hello to Friday morning, a very pleasant good morning, 716, 16 minutes after 7 o'clock, and we're joined by our Friday feature, Gene Valentino. Good morning, Gene. Good morning, Ted. How are you? I'm doing great. Michael's doing even better. Uh, I'm not doing better, actually. I'm having computer problems. I'm still, I just now got to the point where I could click on the the Zoom invitation. So be looking for that. We may switch over uh, while we're doing this if it, if it works, but you know, uh, let's, let's get going talking about the, uh, the events of the day. It looks like, uh, Gene, that, that we have, we've, we've, we've gotten a, uh, a budget deal, I guess, or not really the budget, but a debt ceiling deal and pretty much historic cuts, but a lot of congressmen that voted for it are catching hell because of, uh, the fact that the, I guess people wanted to see more. They wanted they, which, you know, look, a lot of times people look at it and say, this is what we wanted. We didn't get it. However, you got to remember that the fact that Kevin McCarthy walked into the uh, walked into the meeting with Joe Biden was a win because, well, Joe Biden said he wasn't going to negotiate. And Democrats said, we want a clean bill. We're not going to negotiate. So for the fact that they decided they better go ahead and negotiate, we won already. So where where in it where in democracy are you guaranteed to get it a hundred percent of your way a hundred percent of the time? Well, right. This is a uh, a, a process that requires deliberation, collaboration, and a meeting of the minds, a, a middle ground, a sense of consensus. Uh, a compromise is the word. Uh, well, Biden continues stumbling and falling. Uh, Literally, Trump lays out Trump lays out very clearly that this is something that didn't need to happen. Now, with only a majority in the House of Representatives, miraculously, Kevin McCarthy, as in the spirit of negotiation, pushed very hard. Remember. It was Biden who didn't even want to talk to McCarthy for 90 days. And this matter would have been resolved a few days before the deadline. And somehow still McCarthy found, found a way of giving the, 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 the House of Representatives a few days to review the bill before final passage. Remember, they didn't remember Nancy Pelosi. Oh, we'll just pass it. And then we'll read the 3,000 pages. <laughs> well, this 99 pages had three days before the deadline to review, giving the, about a third of the re- Republicans, what, just about a third of the Republicans in the House, the chance to object. And they did. It didn't matter. It, the fact of the matter is they, they, they're not all supposed to be in lockstep with each other, each other. Even amongst Republicans, I don't have a point, a problem with Chip Roy over in Republican congressman out of Texas having a difference of opinion from Kevin McCarthy. I have them threatening to shut the system down when it doesn't go 100% their way. 
Who the heck gets it 100% of their way 100% of the time? It's called collaboration and compromise. It's called democracy. And if you want it 100% of your way, go to a socialistic, autocratic, uh, Marxist state, uh, go to China and Russia, and you'll find it either 100% your way or 100% not your way. And this is not where it is here in America. This is the land of the free where we learn to compromise. What I do know is that the bill knocked down spending historically from than ever before. It put a cap on the debt limit until 2025 and allows a Republican president, forthcoming, and a Republican Senate, forthcoming, to step in with the existing Republican House of Representatives and do an enema on this place and fix the process so we don't go through this sideshow of stupidity uh, like we've been dealing with under Democrat rule up to the last minute all the time. How come the Republicans can't compromise and think they need to have it 100% of their way? How come the Democrats just fall in line like a bunch of uh, Stockholm Stockholm Syndrome children and, and just follow in line regardless of the platform they got elected on, they just change going through the halls, going through the doors of Congress when they get elected, and fall into some mantra that doesn't that gives them no sense of uh, individuality. How come you don't see any Democrat congressmen speaking their own mind? How come right now they're all falling in lockstep and the Republicans are showing some individuality? Yeah, so... One of the things that I admire about the Democratic Party is that they are, when whenever they make a decision, whatever that is, they all fall in lockstep behind them, and they they don't have any uh, media that gets after them. Nothing. Everybody just all falls in lockstep, and that's how they get a lot of things done. They are they stick together because uh, together we stick, divided we're stuck. Right. That's correct. But you are correct about one thing. It's not a perfect bill. You got $6 million of our taxpayer money going for technical support to China uh, of the, uh, of, with U.S. military software that helps with the equipment uh, and, uh, and supply delivery. You've got $4.7 million of health insurance company money of ours in Russia. You got $2.4 million of alcohol addiction research in Russia. You got $2 million in China's state-run Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. Now, what are we doing putting money in China when we have a, a clear and present threat that they boldly and uh, uh, very uh, bully-like, come out and say, we want to take down America. What's haven't, going on? Haven't we learned our lesson yet? No, we haven't. We have to feel more pain. It's that Stockholm Syndrome I mentioned a minute ago. $770,000 in state-run labs in Russia, U.S. money, to put cats on treadmills 
Have we lost our minds? It's it's just it's like it makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, I'm sitting here giggling. I mean, you have to laugh because if you don't laugh about this stuff, you'll absolutely cry. It is $100,000, Michael. $100,000 to promote gender equality awareness in China? Yeah. Good luck on that. These are pointless projects funded by US taxpayers. This was this came out recently by Senator Joni Ernst, and I thought she was going to have a seizure uh, when she was explaining it. She was so angry. I mean, this is it now. I don't bring up a problem unless you bring up a solution. Here's the rule. If I'm going to complain about something, I best have an answer or a, a proposed answer. And I have proposed in my second Bill of Rights at GeneValentino.com 11 new additional amendments to the Constitution, which require a more deliberative process to balance a proposed budget for the next year, three months before the deadline. So we don't run into this problem, and we don't lose our credibility in the world market in terms of our fiscal responsibility and and make sure that the dollar stays the anchoring value the anchoring currency in world trade the world is shifting and china's trying to shift them into other directions with other currencies including bitcoin because they're making us unstable with our dollar our dollar becomes unstable when there's no control over spending and a discussion. And all I know is that we had, remember just yesterday, we had a $1.87 per gallon? Do you remember the interest rate when you borrowed on a home was under 2%? Yeah. you remember we had prices that were reasonable? you remember when everyone was working and not sitting on the couch taking a check because of a false uh, narrative related to a um, uh, a virus that was going on. We have painted ourselves into a corner, and I ask, and, and to the point I made, you don't bring up a problem unless you have a solution. There is a process in place to get the immigration system under control, to close our borders, to balance a budget, to improve our electoral process, so that true Americans qualified, um, earnest Americans who have gone through the process to become Americans and appreciate the flag, appreciate the uh, history, and and to respect the history that preceded them, that gives them everything they have now that came before them, they need to then become a citizen to take advantage of the wealth and opportunities unless you want to become a socialistic state and be told what to do and take your check and opportunities and individuality melts away. You know, I, I tell you, you're right. There's a, there's a lot not to like about this uh, debt ceiling that, that we, you know, that our, a lot of our congressmen voted for. Uh, the problem is, is that number one, there's, there's one thing that you can't let happen 
and that is default. Default is something that you just, I mean, that we don't know because the, the United States has never committed a default. So we don't know the, the, how many things would be affected by this, but we do know that it would not be good. And, and so that's, you, you know, it's like, will you, will you let your house go into default? In other words, will you quit paying your bill or, or your, your mortgage and let it go into default? I mean, if you do that, you could lose your house. So, well, you know, that, I'm just saying it's, it, it's got to be done. The, the debt ceiling had to be raised. But the, to be able to get, the point is, I think, that we're trying to make this morning is that people raising hell about this deal, saying they shouldn't have, nobody should have voted for it, they're just wrong. Because this deal was the best deal that could be gotten with the amount That's of power that we have in, in the uh, government. We have one-third of the government. That's right. Based on the circumstances before us, uh, we, uh, you just heard me whine about these pointless projects that were just funded by the U.S. taxpayers. I don't, and guess what? Here's the light on the, here's the, the crack in the door of the bright light that's just uh, broken through. The Senate passed a bill Thursday to block President Biden's student loan forgiveness program. Now, this means that both the House and the Senate now have passed the legislation blocking the program, which promises to cancel up to $20,000 of debt for millions of borrowers. So we're not using that bigger debt to pay off loans of students that should right. be responsible for paying their own debts back. Right. And now, I must admit that the Supreme Court is looking at it. Some activist leftist socialists are trying to appeal to the Supreme Court and say, oh, no, 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 we need to forgive it still. Well, that's pending and that's months away. But it, in my opinion... Uh, the Supreme Court is not likely to overturn the path that the United States Congress is taking to uh, reverse this action. Yeah, it's no um, a good. It's a it's a, a a little bit of a bright light in cracking through the window. I got you. Okay, Gene. Wow, we talked right up to the end there. Uh, the music will start in two one now. <laughs> you have a great weekend. Hello to the Pine Belt, and let's uh, let's just be positive of where we're going. Yeah, thanks, Gene. We'll talk to you again next week. Best of you.